Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. January 25th, 1987, the Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. Elway, Sims, Parcells, Belichick, LT. A tale of two halves and a quarterbacking performance of the ages. Are we going to Disney World? This is Super Bowl 21. Hello and welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morrell and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. And on today's episode, we're talking Super Bowl 21, the New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos. The Giants. Oh, that's the Giants? <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, I know some people wish it was the Jets. Oh, it's the Giants, yeah, it is. Dude. It's the Giants. It's the Giants. We'll be joined by legend Phil Sims in studio. In studio performance. That's why I'm wearing this. That's why I'm wearing this. I think you might be converting, man. Five and one. Giants rolling. Eh, eh. Well, we're going to check on what was going on in 1987. Yeah. January. Break down this classic Super Bowl and then wrap it up by naming and scoring the game. Make sure to follow uh, Games With Names on social, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And comment on the game you want to see. Rate, review, and communicate. Yeah. You know what the key to success is? Communication. Communication. That's what that's what happens when, you know, we're succeeding, we're on the same 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 chemistry, same page. That's what it is. Why are we doing this game? I mean, first giant Super Bowl. That's pretty big. A lot of championships, but this is the big the big first Super Bowl. So many fun personalities here that we teased it, but LT, one of the most fun ever. Uh, Sims, who is your coworker, Mr. Sims, love Mr. Sims, love Mr. Sims. He had one of the best quarterbacking performances in Super Bowl history. I believe he only had like three incompletions. What was the stat line? 
22 for 28, 266 yards, three touchdowns, five straight scoring drives in the second I, half. I thought it was 22 or 25. Let me double I think that was just that. in the second half. Really? I think that was just in the second half. We'll get that cleaned up. Okay. But Phil Simms sets the Super Bowl record for 88% completion rate. It was the first Super Bowl win, like we already stated, for the New York football giants. But we have Elway on the other side of this. Young John Elway. Young gun, Stanford kid, Elway. Yeah. Pretty boy. Didn't he wasn't he one of the first to to not sign with the team? Was it the Colts? It was the Baltimore Colts at the time. He said, No way, I'm gonna go play for the Yankees. Instead, they trade him to the Denver Broncos, becomes a Bronco legend. And this is before he got the Super Bowls and he was humbled by Mr. Sims and the New York football giants. Yeah, he won at the end. That won was, at the end. Yeah. But he got humbled a couple times in the Super Bowl. Like, he got blown out by the Niners. Yeah. They got blown out here. It wasn't until they went to that running game with Terrell Davis. Yeah. Migraines. Remember that? Well, he always had migraines. He always had migraines. Yeah. I yeah. do remember that. Sam, you were right. 22 of 25. My math was off. Hell yeah. 22 of 25. Don't you ever disrespect Miss... <laughs> Let me say that again. <laughs> Don't you ever disrespect Mr. Sims. 22 of 25. Like Mr. Burns. Oh, yeah. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Remember that? from the, In the heat of the night? Sidney Poitier? I like Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb is good. It was, it better than Dr. Pepper? Just has like 30 times more caffeine. Really? Yeah, I think that that was their their selling point. It had way more caffeine. Remember Jolt? I was just gonna say that's insane that you just said that, dude. They had Jolt gum. Yeah, you had to be a real piece of shit kid to be chewing Jolt on your skateboard, just chewing. The nineties. Surge was the other one. S Surge was a little much. I didn't like. It was like Mountain Dewy, right? Yeah, and the commercial was like Surge. Like it was like an avalanche of kids just like running, I think. Yeah, I don't remember that, but I can only imagine. With I think they had like 300 milligrams of caffeine and you have a 12-year-old drinking it. That was a demo. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, I mean, Four Loco is like the, you know, the alcoholic version, but this was like pre-Four Loco, Jolt Cola. That was, it was fucking bad for you. This was pre-people knowing soda was terrible for you. I think they knew. They, did they? My parents wouldn't let me drink it. Nah, it's because they want to deal with the sugar high, but they didn't know it was terrible for you. I they didn't know if you what, you put like a a nail in in a cup of coke and it dissolves in like a day. Is that does that really happen? A nail. Let dissolves? me check on that or something. Mister Pib, forty grams of caffeine though. That's a lot. It's a lot, and the and the flavor is technically spicy cherry. Damn. There was always the there was always the uh, like the rumor or like the. Oh my, the, the uh, urban myth that, what was it? Uh, Dr. Pepper was like apricot or no, prune, prune soda. Yeah. You ever hear that? I've heard it's like 31 flavors. Or something like, I thought it was like the prune. It was like carbonated prune juice. Yeah. I don't is know. it, is it prune juice? No. What is it, Jack? Let me check on that real quick. Prune juice. But let's go back yeah. to January 27th, 1987 on this day. The number one movie in America was Critical Condition. You ever see that? I don't even know what that I don't, is. I don't either. What is it? I don't. Let's move on. Move on. Move, move on, on. Move on. The number one song in America at this point or at this moment by Billy Vera 
and the Beaters. The Beaters. Was what? Chris Brown in that group? What the? <laughs> I guess he would have been too young. It, what? Uh, <laughs> who? Are, I don't know that song. Can we get a sample? This was. Will uh, Will legal allow it? Can we play a sample? <laughs> All right, forget it. Sorry. No legal, but. Aretha Franklin inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. First female inductee. That's crazy. I mean, that's... She was a... She could sing. Legend. I, I was at a roast once years ago, and uh, it was the Matt Lauer roast. I was in the crowd, and she sang the national anthem, and Jeff Ross comes out, and his first line is, wow, Aretha, that was amazing. Usually it's uh, it's not over till the fat lady sings. Oh, my That was the opening line, and it just cut to her giving him the finger, and I was like, well, I guess this is a roast. Those, uh, dude, that's gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy. Yeah. Straight for jugulars. Full house premieres. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I, I'm, I'm looking for a house in the market in Los Angeles. Shed a single tear because I looked at Bob Saget's house. Oh, man. It was a cool house, I bet. Cool house. Yeah. Cool house. Uh, but, you know, just didn't cross the line with mr tanner and his decor he was a he was a classy dude i knew he him was. a little bit and he was a really really i've cool heard dude. nothing but insane things really about him cool from guy. everyone he's you know left a great impact dude he knew everyone he was like friends with rodney dangerfield i mean he's been around forever <laughs> you know i'll tell you you're all right yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. i love this my mother never breastfed me she told me she liked me as a friend right? <laughs> classic i don't love know. rodney that's good. I could do Rod. I, I'm, a, I'm a, back to school is like my favorite comedy. Is it? Oh my god! It's like bulletproof. So many good laughs in that movie. The scene where the wife's so many back and forth where she goes, "Oh, you're impossible." Oh yeah, and you're easy. Like there's so many hard laughs in that movie. Killer. Oh wait. The Simpsons debuts as a series of shorts on the Tracy Ullman show. I mean, oh, The Simpsons. 1987. I mean, that's that's a crazy, that first season of writers on The Simpsons is like all from Taxi. Yeah. They're all like heavyweight writers. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's lasted forever. Yeah. It's, I it's mean, still going. It's one of the great shows. Beverly Hills Cop topped the movie charts while Dirty Dancing was an unexpected hit. Love both. I never saw Dirty Dancing. We've been, I can't believe I have never seen it. No one puts baby in a corner. I get the reference, but I don't get the you reference. You don't get the reference. I know. It's, Beverly don't. Hills Cop is... Spectacular. My dad, that was like an important thing. My dad was like, we have to watch Beverly Hills Cop. And, you know, it's like he loved Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, man. It was the best. I, I liked the third one when they went to the amusement park. A lot I, of people hated three. it. A lot of people thought it sucked. That's when I... You know, that... You always kind of favor up with like the movie that you grew, like you cross traject with like your age where you kind of start getting jokes like the Rockies. Like I didn't like the first three until I like grew up and I was older. But when like Rocky four came out and it was like action eighties, like that's the one I liked because I was at the age where I could yeah. understand. No, I know. You, you know mean. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you rewatch, you're like, oh, that's way better. That's, that one's better. No, but I never saw Beverly Hills Cop 3. The first two are killer. Killer. Lights out. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out is oh released. Oh, my God. Do you remember that shit? I do. Yeah. I remember that. They had, didn't they have, they had the box, they had, no, they didn't have that yet. They had something. Oh, that was Duck Hunt. Because this was, this had to be a Nintendo. But the arcade, I think was, did the- my, Arcade! Did it have the thing yes. where you do that? Remember, yeah. I felt like we were uh, terrible podcasting, but yeah, we're, we're holding on to things and 
you hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people watch this on YouTube too, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was an adaptation of the uh, 1984 arcade game Punch Out. Yep. Interesting. That's right. what it is. Uh, Mike Tyson moved to 32 and 0, first unified champ since 1978. Yeah, he. It was like Super Bowl Sunday anytime he fought when I was a kid. Especially. He was the baddest dude. Terrifying. And, I mean, you saw him fuck that guy up in Delta One. That was like he still got it. I mean, I, I I do tip my hat to that man that was jawing Mike Tyson. I don't. He sucked. I mean, I don't understand. Like, this guy's got balls. I think he... I don't, does he have balls or is he just stupid? Well, could it be a, a mixture of both? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Let's get to the 1986-87 NFL season. Bo Jackson was the first overall pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but pulled an Elway and went to the Royals instead. Insane that he was that good at sports. Dude, he was so monstery. Remember when he played with the, the Royals and he scaved the wall, caught like he tracked a ball probably like 60 yards that was on a rope, scales a wall, runs up the wall, throws a guy. I mean, he was so athletic. And the baseball pants, they looked like, under Armour on him and before Under Armour was even made. He just, his right. thighs were like chafing while he was running like a gazelle. He was a gazelle. I just watched the Nolan Ryan doc, yeah. which is amazing if you haven't seen it, but they, there's a great scene of Bo Jackson versus Nolan. It's just like alpha versus alpha, legend versus legend. And he fuck, he did, you know, you forget Nolan Ryan wasn't invincible. It's like, yeah, he hit, a, he hit some bombs off him. Dude. You know? And people forget that Bo Jackson was that good of a baseball player. He was he was great at, at baseball and football. Really good. Record set, Dan Marino, most passing attempts with 623. Dan Marino, most completions with 378. Those have been topped? Those have had to be been topped. Yeah, got to be. Let me look into that. MVP, Lawrence Taylor, first defensive player to win the award since 1971, 20.5 sacks, 106 total tackles. And, I mean, he was just the baddest dude. He's a savant player. Yeah. I mean, you know, to hear the stories about him, and I'm sure Mr. Sims will give us a couple. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing it because all the stories I've heard is he's just a – yeah, he. It didn't matter uh, what time bed he went, what time what time he went to bed, or what he was doing. He was gonna be balling on the football field. Yeah, like one of the early party, but still delivered. Play. I mean, epic. Yeah, coach of the year, Bill Parcells. Yeah, I I wonder if we're gonna get some good stories about him. That'll I be hope so. that'll be interesting. The rule change, the first introduction of the replay for the officials. Mm. Wow. They, they still haven't got that one down. It just lengthens the game. I, regardless, the referee play has gotten so inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, there's black and there's white. We have so much gray in our rules right now. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I can't watch a game without, like, it, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, let the boys play. I know we got lawsuits. People are getting hurt and head. But, like, all right, we know what we signed up for. Oh, dude, it's... I mean, how about baseball with these replays? You're like, this is already the slowest game on the planet. Yeah, baseball, you need to not have replays, yeah. okay? Get it right. or Three innings, one pitcher, 
and a guy on second. Let's you're, go. You're getting rid of the guy running out and kicking dirt on the umpire's feet because you're reviewing it. I want to see a guy be like, fuck you, and get thrown out. Yeah. Like, remember that one dude who went outrageous in like a AAA team? He's thrown the, what was the, what's the thing called? The, the chalk? Yeah. Do they have yeah. those anymore? The rosin bag? The rosin bag. Do yeah. they still have them? I don't, I don't see them as often. I think they're back there. Are they uh, back they there? They gotta be in the bullpen, right? Gotta be. Got look into that. <laughs> Man. But I remember that one guy who like had a crazy meltdown, the manager like threw one at the bomb, like bear crawl. Like those are always fun. I don't I do remember Robbie Alomar spitting on a manager and being like, Holy shit, that's crazy. You Great will, player. You will <laughs> But you can't spit on a man you can't spit on an umpire. No, you can't. You just can't do you it. Remember Bill Romanowski spitting at a JJ Stokes face? Yeah, he was a fucking scary dude. He was a maniac. Yeah. Did you know him? No. Yeah. He still looks like a maniac. Yeah. What were you doing? 1987. We were both babies, dude. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either, but I, I've got pictures. Do you? I mean, my mom does. What kind of pictures? <laughs> there's one picture. My mom's an artist, so there's one picture of me in like a jean. Her artsy friend took a picture of me in a jean jacket, dick just flopping out. Did it? And and it's a it's a baby dick. Yeah. I don't know why we had. I mean, like, there's no need for this. She has it up in her in her office. I'm like, why is this? Who is this for? You know, technically, you can get, you, you can get some trouble for that these days. <laughs> I don't, if it's your son, I think you're okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder who had a bigger penis at one. Mine's not looking great in that photo. I was. I mean, it's not looking amazing. Two Jews. It's not going to come away. It's not going to be a good. Uh, I don't know how they perform the circumcision. Yeah, I'll put it I, this way. It was not looking great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into the teams. <laughs> New York football giants, 14 and two, path to the Super Bowl, beat my San Francisco 49ers. 49 to three. Smoked them. They were physical at the line of scrimmage. I remember seeing the old footage. You got to be physical with the finesse Niners. I think Joe was hurt too. Maybe that was the reason. Beat the Redskins. Beat the Redskins and Joe Gibb. Beat Joe Gibb and the Redskins in the Wind Bowl. Coached by Bill Parcells, defensive coordinator. Old coach Belichick, special teams coach Romeo Cornell. And we'll leave it at that. Mr. Sims is going to be on here. He had a career high four game winning drives this year. He had 3,487 yards, 21 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. We got to, we got to. You gotta get that uh that ratio better, Mr. Sims. Yeah, well, he wasn't scared to let it fly. He was not scared to let it fly, and that that's what made him good. Yeah. Competitor. Get it done. Second, uh, second and the last player to ever win MVP. Oh, Lawrence Taylor. All right, there we go. That's crazy. Lawrence Taylor, second and Ray Lewis last never won a regular season MVP. DOP and DOYP. Wow. Defensive player of the year. Or DOPY. That's crazy that that's never happened. Yeah, I mean it's quarterback. It's a quarterback. That's a quarterback award. Yeah. Who? I mean, when's who? What's the last quarterback that hasn't got it? We'll have to ask Jackie on the. Let me take a look right now. All right. They also had Carl Banks, which he was an absolute monster legend. Some people even say he was the best linebacker on the team. I don't know. I mean. During that postseason run, he, he kind of was. Yeah. The last non-QB to win the MVP 
was former guest Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson running 2012. back. 2012. Endangered Species, the running back. I don't know. Have you seen Saquon Barkley, dude? I think we're I'm bringing saying, it back. We'll see. He's bringing it back, dude. We'll see. Talk about legs. You're talking about Bo Jackson's legs. Have you uh, seen Saquon's legs? Quadzilla. Yeah. Quadzilla. They had the eighth ranked scoring offense led by Mr. Sims and all pro tight end Mark Bavaro and running back Joe Morris. Second ranked scoring defense. Defensive coordinator, of course, Bill Belichick and his little schemes that I hope we get into with old Mr. Sims. They had the nickname, the blue or the big blue wrecking crew. Yeah. And then you got the, the Denver Broncos, who are 11 and 5, first in the AFC West. They beat uh, New England 22 17 in the, in the divisional. They beat the Browns in the conference, uh, the drive. Coach Dan Reeves, they had Elway, uh, Gary uh, Kubiak, backup quarterback, head yeah. coach. Yeah. And then you have uh, Tom Jackson, Sammy Winder. Eighth ranked offense, eighteenth or fifteenth ranked defense. Sorry, uh, led by all pros, uh, Carl Melkenberg, uh, and <laughs> I think that's why the Giants won. Uh, <laughs> and Rulin Jones, great D run, and uh, it was Elway's fourth season. He was a scrambling man. I mean, he was he was hard to get down. He had a he had a cannon. Yeah, they said that he was like one of the highest projected draft quarterbacks. In the history of the game, like when he came out, he was a non. You would not miss if you got John Elway. And it's yeah. crazy to see how he got to the Denver Broncos saying he was going to hold out to play for the Yankees because he was a two-sport athlete. The guy was a stud. Yeah. Uh, that didn't end up happening. Ended up with Denver Broncos. And uh, the rest is history. And he was able to win them games and was clutching the playoffs with the drive. And, and that's, we talked about what matters. That's why we're bringing Phil Sims here. So, uh you know, Elway was a, he was a beast. Yeah, absolute beast. Let's get to the game. First half, Giants open up with a score on the first possession. They trade scores. Broncos miss cues and missed opportunities. They missed a 23-yard field goal. Crazy to miss that in the Super Because I think he hit the longest one, too, right? And missed the shortest. Yeah, he yeah. hit 48-yarder, which was tied for the longest, and then turned around and set the record missing the 23-yarder. 23. And he also missed a 34-yarder, which is kind of a gimme. Elway takes a safety. That's never good. Had a chance to go up 17-7, but didn't. Not their best half by any means, but the Giants hung in there. They had a couple goal line stands, which was huge. Uh, and to go in at halftime only down one point with the miscues that the Giants had was pretty impressive. So probably confident. Sims puts on a show. He's 22 of 25, throws three touchdowns, led five straight scoring drives in the second. He couldn't miss his target. No. In the, in the second. Five half. straight scoring drives. Yeah. Unbelievable. And they just pulled away. I mean, you, you see... That moment where, like, Elway just couldn't do shit in the second half. Yeah. That defense was too hostile. It was amazing. Yeah, a lot of good playmakers on that defense. So it was a rematch from earlier in the year where the Giants won 19-16, and they forced four turnovers in that one. Things we might have forgotten. Neil Diamond did the national anthem. Neil Diamond. That's a, he's a Boston guy. Yeah, I've, I think I've seen, I've seen him at some 
I think we did a charity event. I mean, they always play them at the Red Sox games, right? Yeah. Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Really bugs the shit out of me. Seventh inning, right? Or is it is seventh inning? Yep. Seventh yeah. inning. Wait. Or is it the eighth? Because right seventh inning is straight. take me out to the. And then we go after that. Usually we have, it's always amazing when you have a huge lead against the Yankees. You got them in there and they're pinstripes. And all of a sudden you start swinging, singing, sweet Caroline. Bugs me. Bum, bum, bum. I was like, how'd they good find a worse? It's <laughs> never been so good. How'd they? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Meanwhile, the Yankees I... are doing Cotton Eye Joe. Have you ever heard that one? No. Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Where'd you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. You never seen that one? Nah. Pretty brutal. Yeah, it's pretty forgettable. Oh, it's forgettable. Ah. It's bad. Halftime show is George Burns, Mickey Rooney. This is, this is old school that you have comedians doing. <laughs> <laughs> you have a comedian George didn't George Burns have that famous joke it only takes one drink to get me drunk the trouble is I can't remember if it's the 13th or 14th that's a that's some classic joke writing I don't know yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know George Burns or I don't know him that well you know his face if you see him if like I saw him you, yeah you'd know what he looks like see you're starting to get me more and more you know yeah. I, I may not know no you know the him. name but the face oh you know that guy yeah I see I've seen yeah, him before seen a few guy. times classic he yeah. lived to like a hundred. Yeah, he's around. Smoking cigars, living to a hundred. What a that's old amazing. school man. That's that's just good genes. Yeah. Uh, the first the first Gatorade shower in Super Bowl history, and yeah. the first I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disney World. Where are you going, Phil Sims? I'm going to Disney World. Yeah, first one of those, too. That's pretty epic. It is. Because you think of that as every year now, and you think of the... You said I'm going to Disney World. I said it a couple times. And and the... the, I almost said the golden shower. The Gatorade shower. (laughs) It was not the golden shower. It was not, but (laughs) could be... (laughs) Could have been lemon-lime, though. Could have been lemon-lime. It's kind of close. Depends. uh, That's a... a, What's your your Gatorade flavor? I always liked... Lemon lime or fruit punch. I like the Those original. Kind of mine too, too. Although the blue is pretty good too. And they have an ice one. There's like some ice Lemonized. flavor. No, it's it's like a blue ice, mm. light blue. Pretty delicious. Back in the day, you would win shit from Gatorade. They would have the glass Gatorade bottles, and they would have prizes under the cap. Here's he was a great hack. Lemon ice was the clear flavor. You could just straight up look under and see if you won. So yeah. I would just always win. I remember those two, I think. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't better than the McDonald's Monopoly. Dude, that, that I was like a fat kid because of that game. I, I, I had, I had tits because of that fucking, because I thought I was going to get boardwalk. Everyone. I was, I was stuck on Park Place like a degenerate gambler. It was terrible. I wonder if it, they did it like regionally. Like there's like one Broadway over here, one Park pay, Place in like New Hampshire. Cause I had dreamed. I remember dreaming about that. Watching Blank Check. That remember that movie Blank yes. Check? I'm gonna win. I'm gonna get Boardwalk and Park Place or whatever it was. They were really raising uh, like the most unhealthy kids. Oh, because you're a gambler and you're eating McDonald's. You're just you're raising disgusting people. <laughs> That's I was, America. That was me. I mean, That's I was America. I was all in on it, dude. And then you'd be like, fucking, you know, oh, you'd be like, oh, Atlantic Avenue gives a shit. <laughs> what are the bad ones? Like, the railroad. Yeah, a railroad. Oh, that hurt. I'm gonna get two hundred dollars for gas. What was what was what were the really bad ones? 
We're like the shittiest. Um, the Reds. The Reds were okay. I'm, th- I'm thinking like the... Like Kentucky Avenue. Yeah, no good. Pennsylvania Avenue. Who cares? Um, Tennessee Avenue, Virginia Avenue. Yeah, Vermont States. Avenue. Mediterranean Avenue. What? Mediterranean. They get weird everywhere. Then they throw in like Oriental and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> Who made this game? Bunch of racists. <laughs> um, the Gaming Corner presented by WinBet. Uh, so the Giants were uh, 9.5 and they covered. Minus nine and a half yeah. points. Yeah. Yikes. The over and under 41 points. That went over. I mean, they they just crush them in the second half. They never look back. I mean, I bet you a lot of gamblers got hurt on this one. Yeah. Because nine and a half points in a Super Bowl, I don't care who you got. Ah, you do got the Giants. See, I'm 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 a new ga- I'm still new to this. So actually I should just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, what should we do? What should our bet be with Sims? How about how about if we say how many times we can say the New York football giants? I mean, it's it's like just the classic word. We have to. The New York football giants. What are we gonna set the line at? What do you think, Jack? What, what what do you think we can hit? I think five and a half sounds reasonable. Five and a half? That's not that many. We could What's definitely that's easy. Them. I mean, we easy. could easily do five and a half. Yeah. I I would take the We'll see. We'll see what the, the listeners think. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe we won't. All right. Well, we're going to uh, have Phil Sims in the studio. Joining us. Excited. Rare, rare to get a guy in the studio. But. It is. You know, we're still we're still like break fasting COVID. Yeah. So, but until then, let's take a quick break. You know, this two-time a pro bar, that shit bothers me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. No, no, that no. Bothers, you can you know, swearing it. You can curse it. No, no, no. Just shit. But, you know, guys make so many... Uh, Pro Bowls now because the first seven quarterbacks pull out. I mean, yeah, yeah Phil. Oh, well, I should have said yes. I, you should have. I didn't because I every time like, you were competing for Super Bowls. Well, the other thing is too, the Pro Bowl was scary. Well, they used to hit. <laughs> yes, it was scary. Here's the play call. All right, guys, I'm gonna get rid of it quick. Please, here we go. Protect me. Here's the play. I'm not exaggerating because it was. Did people get injured in the Pro Bowl back then? Oh no, but it was killed the quarterback. They, you think they were gonna? They cared if the if the running back ran through there. They wanted to get sacks, and that was it. I mean, so, Mr. Sims, are you t- are you trying to? Or sorry, Phil, Phil, we're. No, you can call me Mr. Sims. All right, all right, you let me know. Okay. <laughs> um, do you ever think you got a roughing the passer call? I, you know, I, I don't even remember roughing the passer being a. Uh, you know, something you could throw a flag on. I, I'm sure I did, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I just don't remember roughing the pass or being part of the game. And sometimes every once in a while, I'll go by a TV and I see an old game of ours. And I look up there and I just laugh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't wonder I'm beat up. <laughs> no, well, but, you know, I, it, it's really it was just a different era. Nobody thought anything about it. No. Yeah. You know, so. And that's why he's tough. And that's why you feel the toughness. Off of Phil Sims when you're working with him every week, Tuesday, on Inside the NFL, streaming on Paramount Plus. And let's welcome Mr. Philip Sims from Kentucky. Yes. This is Sam Rowe, my co-host. Sam, how you doing, man? Nice to meet you, Good to talk to you. I'm Julian. Kentucky, man. That's like... Mr. Kentucky. Yeah. Mr. Kentucky. What, what do you mean? That's like what? What are you going well, to I love Kentucky. What are you talking about? Bourbon country. <laughs> a lot of bourbon. bourbon yeah. Co- yeah, and everybody thinks I'm a bourbon drinker. I don't like bourbon. It's too sweet. Not a big drinker, what, but. Uh, well, if you do drink, what is it? What's your go-to? I like to get there quick. 
<laughs> crystal crystal meth. That's oh, a... No, well, no. <laughs> well, it tastes terrible, but I feel better. Yeah. No, yeah. That's that's one thing comes with age. Yeah. You you don't mind a cocktail at night every once in a while. That's for sure. So what's what's the cocktail thing that you do? Like what you, you, vodka, what you, vodka, vodka. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, before we start, yeah. What are we gonna, Mr. Do? Sims, Phil? Yeah. I don't know what to call you now. Now I feel oh, a little nervous. Say, I feel no. like we're on the same. You no, know. Wait. Just. Do what you always do, Mr. Shims. All right, all right, I'll call you Mr. Shims. Mr. Shims. Mr. Shims. Are we doing? Yeah, well, go ahead. So, you know, before we start, we got your little accolades here. Seventh overall pick oh. in the 1979 draft. Yeah, that yeah. went over well with the Giant fans. Did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were they pissed? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Who do they want? Well, I don't think anybody back then, thank God, ESPN and everybody wasn't out there going over every player. So the fans really didn't know the players. Uh, I wasn't surprised I went seventh, the seventh pick. And There was talk of you going earlier. Uh, no, I think I knew all the teams that were going to probably draft me. And I knew yeah. the Giants. They basically said two weeks before the draft, we're taking you. Mm -hmm. and, and they told my coach that, too. From Moorhead State? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. From Moorhead State. Moorhead State, fun fact, is named after uh, a man pleading with his Jewish wife. <laughs> oh, my it, God. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is a podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a two-time Super Bowl oh. champ, a Super Bowl MVP. And like you. See, we got something in common. But you were the first to do the Disney commercial, right? I was. Did you get to do it, too? I did it twice. Oh, you did it twice. Nice. Oh, good for you. Did it twice. Yeah, I did it, and I was like, "What am I doing here?" But you, you know, walking across the field, I'm going, and I just was embarrassed because it's a football game. I just, you know, I don't. We're old school. You well, are too. Yeah, yeah. And I just said, "What are we doing here?" I mean, it's just not right. But I'm glad I did it oh, for you, a lot of reasons. You started the trend. Yeah, it was great. Were you nervous? I mean, coming out of Kentucky, coming to New York City in the '80s, was that was that? at all like such a big market i guess they hadn't won in ever they, they never won a super bowl right at that point yeah no they hadn't but uh, no they won a lot of championships back in the old days in yeah. the 50s but no i wasn't nervous about coming up you know it, uh, people always ask me those kind of questions which i understand i played at moorhead state and my favorite games when we were away and we were uh, at homecoming because everybody picked us for our homecoming team you know yeah. well we want to win let's play moorhead state but the great thing is there was a crowd there yeah. You know, so, I mean, I love the fact having a crowd and sometimes they would ch chant my name, like kill Sims. I'm like, man, I must be really doing pretty good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wasn't nervous. And Jules, you know, this too, the football field, it doesn't matter where it is or whatever. It's the same. Yeah. And you know, how did you adapt from small college to this? I don't know. You know, after a few practices, you get the hang of it. Y you have no choice. Yeah, so they mean, replace really, you. Yeah. Well, like, not only that, you just kind of adjust. You go, Oh, I threw that pass and the linebacker picked it off, which I've never seen before. So the next time I said, I got to be a little more, uh, pay more attention, whatever, see it differently. And I don't know. I, I, I felt like even my rookie year, you kind of pick up with the talent and, and go from there. Well, there's always like a defining play when you're a younger person or a rookie in the league. Like for me, it was when I ran a punt back in the preseason. Then I was like, all right, I could play with these guys. Yeah. There's always one defining moment. Like it could have been the next time you threw that cover two with the linebacker not picking it. You're like, all right, I, I just got to not make the same mistake twice. Right. You know, so that there's always that one play that always defines, all right, gives well, my, you that confidence. My, I, I got, yeah. My would be this. I didn't play in our first preseason game with the Giants. They wanted to hold me out, give me another week of practice. So we go down to Pittsburgh. 
Well, okay, Pittsburghs are on their way to winning their fourth Super Bowl that year, and they decide me to play in Three River Stadium. And I get under the center and go, <laughs> there's, there's Joe Green, there's L.C. Green. I, can't, I mean, it was unbelievable. It was eight Hall of Famers. Yeah. And I'm looking at them going, you know, it was something else. They yeah. want to rip your head off, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got great stories about that game, but there's Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe I mean, Green. let's talk the game. I need some autographs. You know, all these guys that I, I idolized, Terry Bradshaw growing up. Yeah. yeah. And there I was playing against him, you know, so it was really. Did uh, he say anything? Like, after the game, he ever say anything to you when you were young? No, I didn't get to talk to him after that game. Uh, I, Mean Joe Green said something to me. We talked for a second and all that. And then eight years later, we had won the Super Bowl and we're playing there. He's a coach for the Steelers. And he comes over and grabs me and goes, my boy, you've grown up. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you remember when we played? It was really cool. He was Damn. He's probably a charmer. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, he was a one of the greatest defensive linemen in, in history, but it was pretty cool to play against him and then have him say that to me years later. So he, he at least I must have done – well, I did throw an interception for a touchdown to them for about 80 yards that night. But I think that's when it, I realized I could play. Yeah. Because practice and all that and down there, it wasn't like a great statistical game or anything like My dad drove up from Louisville, Kentucky with my mom, and after the game he goes, I don't know, I'll just say it. He goes, boy, I think that's the best I've ever seen you play. And I didn't do anything really, but I think he just was worried about my transition from college to the pros. How's it going to look? Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna he. It's okay. You can have. He'll he'll, he'll survive. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, well, it was cool. You know, we're, we came here because this is called Games with Names. Right. We're on the search for the best games of all time. Super Bowl Twenty One, which was the kickstart. To the New York football giants. Yeah. And the New York football giants success going forward. You were a huge part of that. Some people say you had the best game in Super Bowl history for a quarterback. But what was 1987 like? What was because oh. it was 1987. Oh, I was one years old, so I, I can't remember. <laughs> I was also one. We were, you were, we were we were one. Yeah. We were one. But you were in the heat of it. You were in the prime of your life. Well, I thought you were talking about the 87 season after the Super Bowl. Nah, what was, was like life before. like? Yeah. Mr. Sims uh, just walking down, you know, Broadway, starting quarterback <laughs> of the New York football giants, yeah. you know, hanging out with LT, <laughs> going golfing, you know, like what, what was it like? It's nothing like you think it was. Nothing? Well, I don't know. It wasn't glamorous. I mean, I think that was when the fans kind of went, all right, we, we'll, we'll let you hang around a few more years. Yeah. You know, it was tough. You know, I had a lot of tough years. And, um, you know, we had tough outings in a, a couple of playoff games or years before that. But for it to all come together, and you know, my God, you were on many Super Bowl teams. It just, it's amazing how it just kind of rolls. And all of a sudden you go, wow, we really got a chance big time to win all this. Yeah. And I think we realized that late in that year, but we just, whenever the plays had to be made or anything big, we always came through. Yeah. And that's, you know, kind of, I know you know that sensation, but you get confident, you believe in everything. And and I think the biggest thing too, I learned from Bill Parcells, many things. But when you're out there playing, don't ever think about winning and losing. Just do it, man. Pay attention to what you're doing. And uh, when I did that, I usually played pretty well. Well, you, had, you talk about going against a scary Pittsburgh defense when you're young, but I mean, now you have this defense behind you, like LT, Carl Banks. Oh, yeah. Like, these are dudes you don't want to go against. Well, we were loaded. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I have thrown an interception, which I wasn't afraid to throw them. 
And I would be walking off the field, and Lawrence Taylor would literally would go by, don't worry, we'll get it back for you in better position. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd go, okay. Yeah. It would, like, really yeah. take the steam off of it. It was great. You know, I would feel, but, but it was kind of true. Yeah. Man, we'd get turnovers. They would make plays. And even though we'd mess it up, we'd get good field position, give us another chance. But our defense, we played to it. They were great. And, of course, you've said some of those names. Man, we had a lot of good players. Of course, you have to to win Super Bowls. There, there's actually talks about when you were coming out from Moorhead State that Bill Walsh came down, yeah, talked to you. I remember you talking about something like that and that he was actually more interested in getting you than Montana. Well, you got Joe Montana. He didn't get me in the first round. He had to, he had to do with Joe Montana in the third round. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Yeah. So, but, it was one of the greatest experience. It was a great experience. Him, he came down twice. Yeah, and uh, we threw, and so every I did back then there wasn't no what well, was a combine just for injuries, but every team wanted to see your workout. So I probably did at least twenty workouts that yeah. off season, and Bill Walsh came down. Everybody wanted to see the same thing. Let it go, just throw it. So man, you know, okay, I'll do it, and then I'd have like seven receivers out there and throw it as hard as I could throw it. Yeah. Bill Walsh is there. I start throwing it. I'm crushing the ball. You know, it's coming out of my hand. I'm like, man, I am ripping it today. He goes, what are you doing? And I go, well, what? Isn't this what you want to see? He goes, I don't want to know. And then he went, you know, the Bill Walsh. No, I want you to be graceful. Try to be pretty. They actually said this. And this I'm looking. Football. I know. He goes, just, I want it to be great. Just let it and relax and all this stuff. And so I kind of over, he goes, softer. He's really going behind me going, softer. And I just kept... He goes, oh, that's it. And I started going, The opposite of a woman. Oh, this guy's, oh my God, this guy. <laughs> but I just going, who, what is going on here? And then the workout's over the second time. He goes to me, all right, here we go. I'm going to draft you. I want you out there the next morning. We're going to work. And you're going to lead the NFL in passing. You're going to lead them in this. You're going to lead them in touch. And I'm standing there and he goes, you know, I guess I got a look on my face. He goes, well, you don't believe me? I go, yeah, I, I, I believe you, coach. Then he starts naming off. Every quarterback he's ever had won all the passing titles, which is true. Yeah. And I was pretty excited about it. I go, oh, man, this will be great to play for him, go to San Francisco and all that. Um, but, well, we know it didn't work out. Yeah. So, But it worked out for both of you. Well, it worked out for Joe Montana, too. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Joe was the perfect quarterback for him. He was the first quarterback that I used to watch and go, God, he is pretty. Yeah. Has great feet. And, you know, I'd watch film and see them playing. I'd go, oh, my gosh, he hits like 10 in a row every game. And I'm just going, it looks so easy for the 49ers because they yeah. were ahead of their time. And yeah, they were run and shoot there. almost. It like yeah, it was just spread and shred. West Coast offense. Yeah. As Bill Walsh would say, third and 10, if the guy five, years, five yards down the field is open, throw it to him. If he gets tackled, don't worry. We'll get a better player next year to break the tackle. Running catch. Yeah, it was really just keep throwing it, let them catch it, and let's see what happens. So – what's the best Parcells story you have that you have never told? Oh, never. I've told them all. Oh, I, I don't know. You know, he he was great. Not great. Many things. Of course, he yelled at me a lot. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever, you ever yell back at him? All the time. He We were allowed to yell back. Yeah. He would yell at me. You know, and it was all kind of orchestrated. You know, he knew he was going to do it. Sims, you know, and, and he would really like yell. And sometimes it just keep going. I go, you know, I could literally turn to him and go, shut up. Holy Christ. All you do is, you know, and he goes, oh, 
are you mad at me? And you know, and I tell people these stories, they don't believe it, but he was unbelievable that way. He yelled at you and then he would allow you to yell back if you knew the situation was yeah. right. And everybody in the team would laugh because yeah, get them bill, you know? And, but it was his way of sending a message to the whole team through players. And he was great at that. He was the greatest manipulator of people I've ever been around in my life. For wow. real. But yeah, he would yell, Sims, come here during the game. Come here. I'd throw an interception and I'd go, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd go, yeah. I just want to know, are you watching the same game I'm watching? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I go, that's a good one. I just keep walking. <laughs> but the things we said to each other during games, you know, I'm not proud of it at all. I really am not. But I never got in arguments with him or all this stuff without always knowing he's the man. Yeah. I knew I was talking to the guy that's running the organization and had a lot of power and he scared me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What about a little bit? What about like young Belichick? Well, yeah. oh my gosh. I could tell some stories about him, but whatever. You know, I remember I would stay late every night. And some nights I'd stay really late because I wanted to get all the work. You know, I was, I want to do all the work on Wednesday. Yeah. When I come in Thursday, I want it to be over. Now I'm just whatever. And I would walk by the coach's room. It would be nine o'clock at night and there would be Bill Belichick with Al Groh riding their stationary bikes with rubber suits on, just sweating and ruining the machines. And they got a clicker yeah, and they're talking. I'd see him and I go, and I just go, oh, those guys are crazy. <laughs> just, I, but that was him. Wow. You know, he did it t 30 years later when I went in there, oh, nine o'clock sure. in an off season on the treadmill with this little sweat jacket that they cut. Oh. You know, they, they started all that at the Giants. It's so funny to hear. Oh. There was a Belichick story at this Super Bowl after you guys won it. Do you remember this? He went on the field to really take it all in. And then he tried to get back to the locker room and they wouldn't let him back in. Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that. It's crazy. I'm right, right? That's You'll fact check that, Jack, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. But even when he was with us, they were calling him boy genius. Yeah. And I don't know if they meant it in a complimentary way. You know, he just was so studious and worked so hard. You know, the players, he gave them such great information and all that, that they, oh, boy genius. And, you know, Bill was, he really didn't change all of his years coming with up the New England and everything, yeah. he was still the same guy that coached, uh, you know, our defense through all those years. Indian Romeo uh, Cornell there as well. Yeah, Romeo Cornell, Al Groh, yeah. Charlie Weiss. Uh, shoot, who else? We had um, Tom Coughlin. Tommy Coughlin. I mean, you know, I look at some of our pictures, team photos, and go, yeah, that coaching might have had something to do with us winning. <laughs> I mean, we had an all-star coaching staff. Which I think you always kind of need. Coughlin got no respect. He really deserved. Uh, he up until he won too. He, that was a classic thing where like he was going to get fired the year he won the first one with the Giants. Well, yeah, they were close. In fact, I think it came down to the last game of the year. They beat Buffalo and Buffalo got some breaks. Otherwise, it could have yeah. been trouble. I don't know, but that's always a story I hear. I'm I'm so fascinated with LT because he's just maybe the best ever on defense. Phenomenal. Well, he was bigger than life. Yeah, you know. He was, um, his rookie year, we had a scrimmage. They had to take him out after like 10 plays. Couldn't scrimmage. Had to take him out. He was sacking quarterback every play. <laughs> and I go, God, this guy's really everything they said he was. Yeah. But for real, I think he had six sacks in 10 plays. They said, get him out. We can't judge anybody. Is so, it true that he was sending prostitutes to the opposing team's hotel rooms to tire them out for the next day? Well, I've heard all those stories. I didn't know that. 
I, I, I can't listen. I know it's the podcast and all this. I still can't tell you some of the Lawrence Taylor stories, <laughs> I mean, but they, they're endless and they're hilarious. Um, I, 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 I gotta leave it at that, but he was a savant. I mean, he, he was, I heard stories that he would be, uh, sleeping through certain team meetings and then they'd wake him up and he'd know every play. Yes, that's true. Wow. That's all true. He was a great athlete. There was nothing we ever played that he wasn't good at. We played basketball. You know, he picks up golf, became a one or two handicap after, you know, nine, he plays about 500 rounds of golf a year or so. But yeah, he's, he was really good at everything and there was nothing he couldn't do. So Lawrence, you know, we had a basketball go outside our locker room and I was shooting one day. He go, oh, come here. I can shoot you know better than you. And he goes, I said, I bet you can't make 10 in a row. Oh, I'll bet you whatever you want. No, you know, making 10 in a row. It's tough. You can hit eight and just, oh, you miss it. He goes, all right, double or nothing. Sure. I do, let's double it one more time. I said, look, this is no funsies. I want to be paid when this is over. <laughs> and he would just, we go in the stadium once. He goes, I can take a, this club and hit it out of the stadium. I said, no, you can't. He goes, well, so of course we bet. We bet on everything. And he goes out there and swings, hits the ball. It's going around all the uh, suites. And I'm like, uh, and of course he didn't hit it out. Then he says to me, I'm throwing the ball once. Oh, I can throw it in the second tier. I said, no, you can't. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a 70 yard throw up, up. And he goes, I can't. So he throws two or three and we're of course wagering and it just keeps going double or nothing. I, and I said, again, I went in and he took his, carried a lot of cash. He takes it and throws it on the ground. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'll have to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there was nothing Lawrence didn't think he could, he could, he could do mm. and do it really well. So we took advantage of that opportunity. <laughs> the stories can, could go forever. Oh, they can go forever. Him. It's uh, I wish I could tell. I went on a golfing trip or down to South Jersey to play with him, me, him, and Jim Burt. And we're going to play with some officials down there and some giant officials. And Lawrence goes, I said, I'll drive. Lawrence goes, no, no, I'm driving. I go, oh, my God, I don't want to let him drive. <laughs> First take a breathalyzer. <laughs> well, no, he was okay there. So I look at Jim Burt, who was our nose tackle. Yeah. I said, I'm in the back. He goes, no, you're not. You're in the front. <laughs> I'm sitting in the back. You know, he's like, so we're flying down the turnpike. It's really, I'm sitting there. Oh my God, slow down. We're doing like 90 to a hundred. Yeah. A cop, a policeman pulls up besides us and goes on his micro, slow down, you know, rah, rah, rah. and you know, I think he recognized Lawrence and Lawrence goes, Oh, got it. You know, the cop takes off the policeman. I shouldn't say whatever. And he gets whatever Lawrence floors again. It's Lawrence. Oh, he won't come back. And it just, and we, it was, oh, well, I don't know what to say. The stories don't do justice. Yeah, they He's dipping. He, he was dipping. And so he threw his dip out the window. He goes like this. And he throws it. And we hear ding, ding, ding. His ring came off and lost it out in the road. <laughs> he lost his Super Bowl ring? No, it wasn't a Super Bowl ring. It was a ring with lots of um, jewelry in it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Well, let's get, let's, let's get to the lead up of Super Bowl 21. NFC Championship, the win bowl. Oh. What was that like? You playing Joe Gibbs and the Washington Redskins at the time? Yeah. What's it like? You dream of playing in the championship game, right? Yeah. And I'd jog out in the field, and I literally couldn't hardly run into the wind. It was so strong. How? And I go, I finally get here, and this is what I got to play in. What, like, what are we What are we talking? Like, 30-mile-an-hour gusts? 42 miles an hour. 42 miles an at hour? At game time, it was 42 miles an hour. Wow. 
And, you know, if you ever look at the game, there's stuff blowing everywhere the yeah, whole yeah. game. And it was – I thought it was brutal. And the great thing, you know, coaches, it's never an accident. We win the toss. Or I can't remember. If we, yeah, we win the toss. We defended, we defended a yeah. goal. You know, who would think of that? Bill goes, I want to get on – he didn't even say it. He goes, I just want to get on top first. We score first, we got them, yeah. you know. And the uh, Washington Redskins at the time – they made a huge mistake. We kicked the field goal on our first drive. It was third and long. We had a penalty, and we had to kick another long field goal. Joe Gibbs accepted it to take us out of field goal range, he thought. Well, the next play, I threw it down the middle for a huge game, got a first down, and we drove down and scored. And literally, wow. that was the game was over in the first quarter. The, those those games, people don't realize, are, are like game-changing. In 2013, we played – remember the Cleveland game where we came back and built – we uh, – in in overtime, we or we elect or it was Denver. We elected to defend a certain goal because it had the wind to the back of you. it, so you could get the field goal. And everyone, you know, was shaking their head. What's Belichick doing? This guy's an <laughs> idiot. We ended up winning the game. Like that, no one could throw into that side of the wind. No, and wow. it's it's yeah, it's, it's it comes and it roots from you know the Giants' experience. I bet because Bill doesn't sure. forget anything, anything. And, and Parcells. We were extremely, uh, what's the word for it, careful. If it was fourth and two inches, we punted. You know, today, I mean, it literally could be this much. Punt it. Yeah. Let the defense get it. We'll get it back here, you know. But when you, you had that defense, too. Well, that had a lot to do. It yeah. was just a time of everything, too. But we ran fake field goals, flea flickers. We did everything. Did a flea flicker in the Super Bowl. Well, we did a flea flicker, went for it on fourth, you know. Yeah. And that play was extremely complicated, believe it or not. When Jeff Rutledge runs a sneak, we had seven plays. He had to check into the right play. And it, it could be, it was, they called it, um, oh, what's it? A rap a hole, a run, a pass, a hit on the enemy. Yeah. That was what it was. And he had to pick which play. And it was a quarterback sneak because they didn't put a guy over the guard. Wow. So, but we gambled a lot. And I swear they, I can't remember where, when he made a gamble that we didn't make it. So he had a, Bill had a great feel. Parcells had a great feel for when to do those. And things. a plan when to do those situational plays, probably. Like they went into, you know, the game with that potential situation to happen. They oh, had three or four plays waiting for it. Yeah. You, know, you got to have a plan when you go on those. I could hear him. We're going to be aggressive. Yeah. And I kind of knew that meant we're going to really throw it and we're really going to take chances, which we normally didn't do. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it, it, he did it in the Super Bowl, the flea flicker, the fourth down. You know, he was awesome at making those decisions, especially during big moments when people were getting tight. So now you guys clearly played Denver Broncos, Elway and the Broncos. What about what, did you when you guys did you guys play before them in the played them during the regular season? No, in the championship weekend. Did you guys play? We were second. You were second. So yeah. you knew. The drive happened. You knew that they beat the the Browns, and you knew going into the win bowl that you were going to play the potential yeah. Broncos. We were in the locker room going out to play the game. That game was still going on at the very end. He was starting the drive. Yeah, and I remember looking up there and going, "I you know I knew Denver. We played them during the season. I'd played Cleveland the two years before that twice, and I go, God, I hope Denver wins because Cleveland's defense was a Big pain in the you know what. Yeah. So and I didn't know until we got out in the field and we're, I think we were just kind of warming up. They'd get ready to kick off the t coin toss, all that. And I heard Denver won. And I remember just going, 
good. We match up better against Denver. That's all I remember th thinking about that. Okay, okay. So then Super Bowl week comes. You guys have a bye week? Mm-hmm. You had, you had the extra week? We had the week the in between, yeah. yeah. So we got three days off, which was really uncommon. Uncommon. And then we came down and practiced on Thursday, and it was a little shaky, and it was it was more than shaky. I, I it was just I just remember getting destroyed. Yeah, Parcells was ah oh, Sims. I'll never give you any days off. You know, it was and I it was bad. It was too many days off. You think? You know, we're practicing against our defense. It's not like we're going to go out there and tear it up every day. Yeah, but I just remember how. <laughs> He was, I, I couldn't, here I'm going to get ready to go to the Super Bowl the, a couple of days later, and all I could do is I was nervous as heck because I know the practice was bad, and his he was brutal. Nothing changes. He lived it all. Practice was the most important thing of our life, and this is the most important day, and if it's not perfect, and, and it was, you walk into the building at 8 o'clock in the morning, or I'd get there about 7.30 for my first 8 o'clock meeting, and I would get nervous worrying about practice. Damn. Yeah. Parcells. Sims, how many passes did you complete yesterday in practice? I got, uh, uh, did he ever give you like positive encouragement to like, you know? Sometimes. Yeah. Privately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sims, I'm, I'm imitating him. He goes, I'm really proud of you, son. You're doing well. You're leading the team. You're just, I'm, I'm just proud of you. Just want you to know today on the practice field, I'm going to tear into you around around i go what can't we wait till we get he goes oh come on i gotta get i gotta teach these other well I'm, i can say it yeah he goes these other assholes gotta see something i gotta get through to them so i'm gonna yell at you and true to form no matter how practice is going if i do an incompletion he'd throw his papers up in the air and go through these antics and just start ripping me and i have to stand there like this and take it and all the teams laugh <laughs> yeah get him bill he's an ass that's <laughs> such a great abusive relationship oh. that in, in private he's like i love you son and then the oh. second you're out there he's like you're garbage oh well he's yelling at the offensive line one yeah. day just crushing them and i'm standing behind him going get him because i was getting hit way too much in the games and he goes Gah. and then of course he gets done yelling he turns around and goes and it's your fault and i go of course it's my fault <laughs> i'm effing sims i was never you know he called me effing sims I'm just fucking Sims. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fucking Sims, you're killing me. <laughs> but, so you, but you're in. But he would blame me, and I go, "Well, what did I do?" He goes, "Well, now you're their buddy. Take them out to dinner, Sims. Buy them some more presents. How's that working out for you back there, huh? Is it working out? You used to be their leader. They were afraid of you." And I just okay, okay. And is that is that the line you have to walk? I thought you're supposed to take the line out to dinner. Well, yeah, but he he was mad at them. He thought I would was soft on them because, you know, they were my friends. Yeah. But I got in a car that night, which I did many times. I'm driving home and I go, hot damn, he's right. He's right. You know, there's there. it's like a coach and players. There's a line. Yeah. You know? And, you know, the quarterback has a chance to influence people. And especially now I was. Here we are sitting here and, you know, I saw Tom Brady yelling his lineman. I mean, I got to admit, I did that a lot, but I only yelled at one of them. I would yell at the center. And I would just crush him. Yeah. Well, it's not my guy. I said, I, you don't get the point. I don't care. Chain of Fix command. Fix it. Chain of command. Center, go, okay. center is the leader of the line. Yeah. And you know, Bart Oates was a great center for him. He'd go, after I'd yell at him, and I don't know why sometimes they didn't punch me out, you know, because they're all twice the size of me. And Bart Oates would always go, okay, okay, I'll get, I'll get it straight. I'll get it straight. You know, so it was great. That's, was that's great. respect, though, because they yeah. understood that you were the first one in, the last one out. 
you know, you worked your ass off, you got fucking yelled at by everyone, and, and guys <laughs> see that, you know, and, and how you dealt with it is a huge, that's a huge part of your leadership, and, and that's why you were probably one of the toughest com competitors ever playing this game. Well, that's nice of you to say. I don't know about that. I, I love playing. I love talking about it. I love practice. Yeah. What, I mean, I love practice. Yeah. You know, yeah, of course you love it. You don't have to do any. Well, all right, you're not going to listen to these coaches. And you were, you didn't look forward to it, but you still loved it. No, I, I, no, I didn't care. I mean, I love practice. Yeah, I did. It just, it was so much fun and not, not fun, but just learning and doing it and everything. You, you, you He's I a think, football player. Yeah. I mean, it was nothing like going out and having a good practice. Oh, great. We're going to get better tomorrow. I mean, it was great. It, it, I, and you were at a team where you like, I mean, you're 14 and two this year, I believe. Yeah. We were 14 to Broncos are 11 and five. You are favored to win. Uh, they were 11 and five. Yeah. Oh, they must've fought because we played them during the season that year. We were both, I think 10 and two. Really? I think, or something like that. We were both the same. We had the same records. Interesting. Yeah, and we believe, both went in a bunch of right? close games. Sheesh. Oh, let me look. I might that. be wrong. I don't. I don't well, know. anyway, you uh, you're in Pasadena. I heard the weather in the first half was an issue for you guys. Well, not for me. Not I mean, for you. It was warm, but when you play, you know, playoff games of forty mile an hour winds, right? And the other one was freezing, and we played in we played in so many bad weather games. Then we went to California. I, I think I was more excited the fact that we were just playing in California. Sun. <laughs> just warm weather, not gripping that football, which we couldn't rub up like they do now. The footballs were an issue. Uh, but it was so warm, it made it better for me. The weather's better in California, but the, the people are better here. Was that it? New York City. That's what I say. Okay. Yeah. Well, weather's good. Weather's weather's a big it's part of weather. quality of life. That's but throwing the football, that was the whole difference to me. It just it was amazing. I was in a great mood. Because I was like, wow, this weather. Who couldn't play out here? This right here. Phil Sims thinks Joe Montana only had the stats he had because he played in California. <laughs> Great weather. If he played in New York, he would not have been able to do it. Oh, well, I'm not even going well, to. Of course, always, I'm not saying that. That's always a New York identity of the teams that win. They always have a great defense, I feel like. Well, you almost have to because yeah. the wind. The wind. I mean, you know, unless you're Josh Allen. Yeah. Playing in today's game, oh, it's 30-mile-an-hour winds. Oh, okay. Still just, zinging it. I'll just put a little more heat on it. <laughs> just, it's it, it, I mean, it, a lot of good football right now. Yeah, there really is. He's but, he's incredible. Let's get into the game. So it was kind of a slow first half, but to come out on your first possession in the biggest game of your life, get seven, what's that do with the confidence? Well, it was great. I think it lifted the whole team. You know, yeah. we were down, of course, as we know, ten to nine at half, and people go, "What went on in your locker room at halftime?" I go, "I don't know. We were relaxed, and you know, Bill Parcells never yelled really, except I can only remember one game where he came in at half and he was didn't yell at us. He was like, "Come on, when are we going to end this crap?" You know, whatever. But it wasn't a big speech. Basically, it was this. He came. All right, men. It, it, what he did say. We can't play any worse. Yeah. And we got 30 minutes, and that was it. Yeah. That was always his pregame speeches. All right, we worked hard all week. You guys, run thirty. we got 60 minutes. Let's go get it done. He, it wasn't this rah-rah. I mean, what are you going to do? Rah-rah. What, what, I don't want to hear that either. Yeah, that's like movie shit. That's yeah, not it's real movie. life. They, they, yeah. What do they say, Jules? When you get that emotional speech, you run out there, it's all over after the first play. Oh, gone. Then you got to play. Yeah. The emotion and all. But you do think of Al Pacino on any given Sunday. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty yeah. cool speech. Well, they were trying to yeah. copy the big R guy a little bit. 
But I just go, he never gave a speech like that. <laughs> His speeches, you, you probably got the same thing. Wednesday morning is when you have the address to the crew. And it was long. It would be, he could make it 20 minutes to 30 minutes. And it was, uh, here's what we're going to do this week. We're going to throw it against that guy, Sims. We're throwing it to him every chance we get over here at this corner. And we're going to do this and that. And he'd give the State of the Union address. And that was our weekly, what we did for the rest of the week. Keys. Keys. And they were big. The head coach gives his keys and you break up into offensive defense. The coordinators will give their keys based off of what they think. But every Wednesday when they're installing, you know, the head coach gets up in front of the whole great. team. It was, it was awesome. I yeah. used to write them down. Because yeah, he too. would give a good speech. When we were playing the 49ers back in 86 uh, on a Monday night game, he comes in and gives that speech, and he goes, hey, now, fellas, fellas, he loved talking to you defensive backs. That Jerry Rice is a different dude. He's different. He's going to run really fast that first play. I'm just telling you, the last play of the game is still running that fast, so you better be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd hear that and go, wow, okay, Jerry Rice is really special. Oh, yeah. And then when you cross-pollinate with offense and defense in the same room, hearing guys get coached, it, it holds an accountability for each side of the ball. When you hear you know, the offensive guy getting yelled at, the defensive guy walks by him in the cafeteria and say, hey, I heard you didn't get that A-gap. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so it, it, it's, it, that's, that's a coaching ability. That's a coaching behavior that you know, I got a lot of because, oh. you know, Belichick was under Parcells and they probably, you know, he probably stole or not stole. He was, that was influenced. Absolutely. Sure. He had to be. I yeah. mean, I saw Bill Belichick change through the years. He was there in 79 and he took a head job in 1991, right? Yeah. In Cleveland. I think that's, was that right? Cleveland. Yeah. So 91. he, he took, so he was there 12 years with under yeah. Bill Parcells. So of course you're going to learn a lot and imitate a lot of that. So and and that was you know Parcells, that was his thing. He could connect with the player. Oh, you know he knew how to best. get the best out of his player. Like he probably did this that that to Phil and treated Phil the way he treated him because that's what fires up Phil. Phil likes to be pissed off. He plays well pissed off. <laughs> I don't know. About you that. know what I mean? And that's and that's what you know Parcells tried to do. I saw a lot of that stuff too. You know, from from Belichick with certain people, you know, it's just they do whatever it takes to push the button oh, to get the best out of you. Pushing buttons. He was great. Yeah. So you trade some, you trade. But he would, Bill, here's what Parcells would do. I watched him during the week. You know, he would walk around the locker room and get a guy and go, all right, now listen, here's what I need from you this week. You know, now you gotta, you know, you gotta come on in. And he would work the room like, you know, he had a restaurant. He would wow. hit everybody individually just for 30 seconds. And maybe say something, you know, now you got to play better. I don't want to take your ass out, you know, or what. But he was very, if you want honesty, he was honest. Well, he's looking at every piece of the machine to make sure it, I mean, it's the big blue wrecking crew. Every, every piece has got to be. But he working. worked everybody. Yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, an unbelievable thing. It's a, it's a, un, it's the best skill I think a coach can have. Absolutely. It's I mean, to be able to do this to players, to be tough on them and still, what's the word? Not alienate them. No. And all that. They just knew this is what it is. And he's doing, you want honesty? I'll push. I just want you to be honest. Do you really? Do you really want them? Yeah. Well, Bill was honest. I saw him do this. I hate to tell these stories. We're in training camp and we're doing an inside run thing. And we have a guard. I'm not going to say his game. He goes, I'll call him Billy. Billy, I got the plane ticket in my drawer. Don't make me give it to you. Come on. I got to see it. 
Come on. I got the damn plane ticket in the drawer. And I just go, wow, that was really like, that was rough. Yeah. He just, and he would give the guy two or three days and almost always one morning we show where's so-and-so Oh, they let him go, but he would warn them um, if you don't pick bluffing. it up. Oh no, he never bluffed. Wow. But I heard him do that quite a few times. Yeah. But he was warning the guy, you know, that if you don't practice better, then it's just not going to work here. The plane ticket in the drawer. Yeah. The, I got the, I mean, I can that is, see it like a My ex-girlfriend did the same thing to me. Did Brutal. she? No. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other, it's on the phone now, so it's, you know. It's different. She booked the flight. Oh. Yeah, we, we, taught, we taught Phil today at Inside the NFL uh, thirst trapping and yeah. DMing. Really? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're getting this terminology. Well, I knew DM, direct messaging. What is thirst trapping? You know, like. I mean, come on. What the hell is that? It's it's for thirsty people that try to trap people. It's like you put a sexy photo up there hoping that it'll it'll get attention. It'll, you know, oh, is that what? Okay, now yeah. that makes better sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, people What's, get trapped with that. Oh, I don't. I still don't it, quite get so it. So much trapping going on right now. Is there? Right. There is. And then there's like the horny comment people who like are a little too engaging. You know, where they'll write comments like well, like looking the, great. Yeah, and you're like, that's what's the other right. thing y'all were doing today? You look what? What is it? Oh, drip. Drip, drip check. Yeah, drip. I mean, and we, and we gave him drip check. Yeah. I mean, people say, oh, you got to start learning. I don't need to learn crap. I don't want to be hip. I don't. It, it's over. This I want to act my age. I'm going to act my age. I'm not trying to be cool. I don't want to be hip and whatever. So, you know what the crazy thing about that is? That's hip. That's hip. Not caring is hip. The fact that you don't want to <laughs> be is. hip is hip. As I say, there's nothing worse than looking at an old guy trying to act young. Yeah. Man, I mean, I want to say to him, it ain't working. Yeah. Stop it. Is this about my sneakers? Uh, well, you're not no. old. No, I sneakers, know. Sneakers, those are Knicks. You got the Nick colors? I'm wearing the season starting. I got to get the good vibe. Yeah, okay. That'll really help. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> you're a New York legend. You got to be behind us. Hey, I like all the New York teams. I root for them. Man, when we were playing... During the height of our, you know, giant thing, the Knicks were, hell, we could have taken four of those guys and started them on our football Oh, team. man, Anthony Mason, would oh. he could have played alongside LT. All of them. Oakley. All of them. Yeah. Oakley, John Starks. I mean, come on. They wanted to fight. They didn't want to play hoops. I loved it. But it was great. I even made a comment once. Somebody said something. I said, man, if we ever get as tough as the Knicks, nobody will beat us. Yeah. And Pat Riley at the time, I think, was coaching. Legend. Oh, my God. Should I tell you a Pat Riley story? Please. Quick? So my first year in TV, NBC wants me to be a sideline reporter in basketball just to get, just to do something. And then I was like, oh my God. So I'm doing it. And I got a Nick game the first. So I'm like, Hannah Storm is showing me how it works. I said, okay, I think I got it. I got to do a couple of reports and all that stuff. And Pat Riley goes, hey, you know, Moorhead boy. Hey, you know, Kentucky, you know, because he played at Kentucky. And he goes, okay, everything good? I said, yeah. He goes, listen, this and that. He goes, I just want to tell you one thing. Don't you think about sticking your head in my huddle. And I mean, he said it with vinegar. Yeah. Wow. And I just went, don't worry, I won't. I mean, damn. Yeah, he goes, don't you. Because, you know, that's Pat Riley. It's, he's talking in a private group. He didn't want anybody talking about what he says or hearing it. And he's a big dude, too. You ever met him? I never met him. Oh, no. Pat Riley's. Well, he played. He was yeah. I mean, he's six four, six five. I mean, big old guy. 
Holy Christ, he's slicked hair. Oh yeah, he had the look. Armani suits. Armani. Looking, looking. He scared slick. me. I didn't get close to their huddle. I stayed as far away from them as, I mean, NBA games. Oh, Jill, it, it's just nothing. I'd be on the court before the game shooting threes with Charles Barkley. Wow. Can, yeah. Can you imagine throwing somebody coming out in the field before no. the game? No. No. And it, it doesn't happen. It, it was incredible. And then I would do reports. They put me on the foul line during the timeout. The timeout's over. All the players are standing around me like this, looking at me, and I'm going, uh, should I get off the court? And he goes, no, just do your report. And then they didn't care. Damn. We'll just hold the game until you're done, and then we'll start the game again. You know, it's, <laughs> Basketball's a different breed. Well, you know, they play 82 of those games. I don't think they get too serious about it a lot of times. But yeah. the fact that I was shooting on the court before the game, nobody said a word to me with Charles Barkley. That should, I, I ain't going to tell you what we were gambling with, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, – we weren't playing for pennies, let's put it that way. What about uh so this game, the the turning point of this game, there's a goal line stop. Yeah, a couple. Three, yeah. Three straight stops. I think Banks made the last tackle, LT made the first. That right. it, it was a huge stop. You guys get the ball back as LT always sell, get you the ball back. Yeah. And that's when you started just whipping it. Five straight consecutive touchdown drives. What were you twenty three for like you, you I think you had three incompletions? For three, like, twenty two or twenty five. That's but, insane. But we for a Super Bowl. Well, I get you know. Listen, when you're playing, I don't know. I you were you in the zone? I didn't think about anything. Just yeah. thinking of the play, and I always go. You know, many times, if you can do that, you're generally going to not be unhappy with yourself when it's over. But I didn't do that near enough. You know, yeah. there was just always, oh, I threw an interception. Now I got to be careful. And then the days I played well, I threw an interception. You know, if it happened, and I everybody, oh, don't worry about it. I said, I'm not worried about it. You, hey, get ready to tackle. I'm going to throw it. We might throw six today. And when yeah, I had that attitude, I played really, really well. Mm. But, you know, that's circumstances. I didn't always have that attitude. But in that Super Bowl in the second half, I think we, John Elway, went three and out three or four straight times. So the time we scored, and I'd go sit on the sideline, we had the ball back. Was it crazy to see a guy that talented who could scramble, could throw the ball, just kind of getting dominated in that second half? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, when you're a player, you never look at the other guy and say he's great. But you knew he was great. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody said somebody said to me, Edwin Pope of the Miami Herald. That's I actually just sat down and a reporter sat around me. Can you imagine that in the Super Bowl now? And Edwin Pope goes, "What would you have done if John Elway to come to Moorhead State?" And I, you know, I was much older than John. I said, "Well, he'd have sat behind me until I graduated." And I thought, oh yeah, he, that would be headlines and papers. And it was just another line in an article he wrote later, you know. So I was feeling good. But then <laughs> I retired, not retired, whatever. My career was over. I was doing a game in Denver early, the first year I did broadcasting, and I was standing behind their huddle watching the practice. And I go, "That's freaking Elway's pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy Christ. Uh, but it was cool. John a, was a great dude. Um, and we, of course, knew each other really well as the years went through and everything. Uh, but it See? was good. Competitive. Nah, fuck that. He ain't better than me. Well, come on. You know how it is. I, I, exactly how it is. I mean, Joe, me and Joe Montana, literally, I I'm, don't mean to, I don't want to dramatize it or whatever. But we didn't like each other. No. And it was my fault because yeah. I'm a jerk. You know, I can, of course, on the field, I could really be a jerk. And I said some things, but it got to like 
this is crazy. Like we'd score. I'd look at him and go, what do you think of that? You know, I'd make <laughs> gestures. And then he got into it. He'd throw something and score against us and he'd be looking at me and I'd just go, <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> and then one day, I don't know how it happened or what. I can't remember if it was in the tunnel at Giant Stadium or maybe it was after a game in San Francisco. And his wife, I saw Jennifer. Her. Jennifer. Jennifer, yeah. And I said something. She goes, oh, let me go get Joe. And and I was like, oh, good. Maybe we can get over this now or you know, whatever. You know, it, it just hit me in my head. You know how I always tell you my dogs were Dwight and Montana? Yeah. If Walsh would have got you, my dogs could have been Dwight and Sims. Well, Mr. It, Sims. Yeah. <laughs> well, that could have been true, but it also mean that it could have been that nobody had known Bill Walsh and I, but when it was over. So nah. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty. Listen, I, I are you in, are you in Montana? Good though now. Nah, got, oh yeah, we're great. I mean, yeah. I've done appearances with him, and I kind of do the talking and ask him questions. And Joe tells, of course, he's got unbelievable stories and all that. But yeah, we're very. I'll, I'll say this: he has a son, Nick. Nick came up in the summers one year to throw with me. Now, how's that? That's pretty cool. No, but I'm just saying. Yeah. His father was Joe Montana. Yeah. And he was coming up to throw with me. So, and Chris Collinsworth goes, oh, wait, let me, let, hold on. This is strange. You're going to throw, because Joe was on a show on Inside the NFL yeah. with us. And he was talking about his son. And I said, "I, what do you want me to do? When you, why haven't you sent him to me yet? Because he sent, you know, he went all these quarterback gurus because Joe didn't want to do it. And, yeah. And Joe goes, okay, I'm gonna send him up. He's, I think he stayed in my house too. Yeah, yeah. Now, how was Joe? How was Joe on Inside the NFL? Uh, he was just a guest. Guess, you know, okay, yeah. guess. But oh, he was always good. He'd he tell good. tell great stories. You know, I'd ask him, I heard this. Is that true? And he would, yes, that's true. You know, some of the uh, what were the questions we asked him? Steve Young, Joe Montana, the Bill Walsh stuff. He would tell me something. I go, wow, that's those are rough situations. He he didn't like them. No, he didn't. I, I can't really remember what he said. But, you know, when they won the Super Bowl, what, the 88 season? They were shuffling, going back and forth, and they finally made a decision, right? Yeah. And stayed with Joe, and he was on fire. He threw the ball awesome at yeah. the end of that year. Yeah. Was that the year? Was he in Chicago in 88? Yeah. Uh, they played the Bears in Chicago? Yeah. It was the best game I ever saw him throw the football. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. But the weather cold it was really windy and he was throwing and i said wow joe was he was on fire of course and i think that was the year he went down Broke. to new orleans to play denver oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and M just smoked him smoked him that would have been 89 probably i can't remember what 89 because then in 90 he got hurt where you guys well he won in 88 and 89 Nine. and then 90 you guys hurt him when did yeah you go, when did you go to kansas city what year 90 90 three or 90 uh i'll tell you two 93 Three. 93, I'm positive. Because he was there and I was with Dan Reeves that year. And my career ended after that year. And uh, Joe played another year yeah. in Kansas City. But, um, yeah, so I'm right. I remember that part about it. He played, of course, he played great in Kansas City too. Yeah. You guys got hit so damn hard, you guys couldn't last. Well, that was uh, I was hurt in the game he got hit in 90. So – I was in the locker room kind of watching it on TV and going on the sidelines because I was on crutches. And I think, yeah, Pat Summerall, when Joe got hit as he rolled to the right and looking, Leonard Marshall had a 15 yard running start at him. And 
the next series started, and Pat Summerall goes, the injury report from the bench is Joe Montana has overall ache. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. He just hurt. Overall ache. Oh, God, it was maybe the worst hit I ever saw a quarterback take. Uh, I mean, you remember it, right? I remember it. It looked like he broke him. Yeah, it looked like he broke his back. Yeah. He hit him so hard. He did. He broke his back. He did? That's what it was. He broke his back. Wow. Oh, well. Back to Super Bowl Twenty One. This was a game for so many firsts. You were the first to say, I'm going to Disneyland. And then what's and up with the Disney World, too? You covered your base. You did both. Yeah, they you made me both. do both. Yeah. yeah. Disneyland, Disney World. And then you, it was the first Gatorade shower. And But I read that you guys were doing this. We did it all year. Or not all year. I don't know really how it started. I need to ask the culprits. But I think they did it over Parcells. It wasn't because we're celebrating. Because he was in one of those moods that week. Like, really bad. Yeah. And it was intolerable. And so one of the players, you know. He was on fire. You got to cool him off. And they just basically said, that's for what you, you know. Yeah, I don't want to overdo it. or, (laughs) But that's because you were a jerk all week. And I'm cleaning it all up. I bet. But, see, how about that? You could say that to him and allow it to happen. And you know he, uh, you know Bill just shrug it off, and that's the, and then it became you know part of every game we won. It became when's Bill going to get doused with Gatorade? And wasn't Bon Jovi on the sideline a bunch? He was at practices a lot. Yeah, I heard he was like the good luck charm. Is that what they said? Yeah, it could be. I of course I would be practicing. See, oh, there's John Bon Jovi over there, and he was friends with Belichick. Yeah, and he but they would always let him out. He watched a lot of practices. I'm sure you saw him. Yeah, probably more than I did. We saw him a lot, too, in New England. Yeah. I remember James Taylor singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl, coming off the field, and, you know, he's a big Giant fan, and he sees Bill, and he hits my parcels. Yeah, get away, get away from me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, he didn't say it. He's like, okay, okay, that's enough. I, I, I'm, I'm, I didn't like okay. people touching me. I didn't like talking to celebrity. I, I talked to one celebrity before a game, John McEnroe. Right. It was before a Tennessee Titans game, Tom's last game. We lost that. I'll never talk to another one. Like, I hated talk. I wanted to be, like you said, in the zone. You got to be yeah, focused on what you have to focus on. Yeah. I did so I did a benefit for McEnroe once, and uh, in the front row, uh, it's like this awful crowd. They're just talking my entire set, every oh. comics bombing. And I just see this one lady. One, I'm like, lady, shut up. And McEnroe was like, yes. <laughs> McEnroe was applauding me, just crushing oh, people. It's, it's funny. Yeah. On the my agent was good friends with Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner, and of course they lived in L.A. Well, not of course, but they did. And he says, "Do you want to have dinner with them on Friday night?" I said, "You know, Friday night I would, because I like Friday night. It's over, and it'll be a good time to relax a little. I love to do it." Well, we go to dinner. McConkie, me, uh, Rob Reiner didn't make it. Billy Crystal's there, so we have a great dinner, and it's nice. We're laughing about a lot of stuff, and finally Billy Crystal, who's a great New York sports fan. He turns to me, so, but real serious. So what do, you, what do you think? And I go, well, what do you mean what I think? Well, I think we're going to win, you know, whatever. He goes, well, and I said, well, let me tell you what we're going to do. I said, on the first play, we're going to run a play action. I'm going to throw it to Lionel Manuel over the middle. The second play, we're doing this. The third play, we're doing that. And we get near the goal line. Here's what we're doing. He's going, really? I said, this is all true. Because what are you going to do? You can't. You know, I'm not worried about what he's going to tell anybody. So he's in the stands. We get the ball. And he goes, he's going to throw a play-action pass to Lionel Manning. Oh, shut up, Billy. You don't know nothing. And it happens. They go, what's he doing next? 
And he told the story, I think, on um, Johnny Carson that everybody kept going, what do you think, Billy? The whole game, he's, oh, well, you know. But I told him as much as I could and just wow. that he could retain. But I told him that first series and those plays really came off one, two, all the way, just like we hoped they would. Wow. Yeah, I know. He was, Billy he was great. New York sports fan, but he is a Clippers fan. Is he a Clippers he's, fan? He's, I think, he's a Yankees Giants, but he's he's a Clippers fan. Yeah, I know he's a huge Yankee fan. He was, yeah. a, you know, he was a really good baseball player. Was he? Yes, really good shortstop. He went, I think, he went to West Virginia, and played baseball, and then he decided maybe acting might be a, or whatever, being a comic. He did sixty one. I mean, that was a good movie. Yeah, about uh, Maris and Mantle. Yeah. Well, the the best Broadway play I ever saw was his. Uh, 700 Sundays, is that what it was? I don't know. Does anybody know? Whatever the name was, it was just him reliving his life with his father, growing up, the music world and all this. Oh, my gosh. It, I got to check it out. It was so it's funny. No, this has been years ago, but he did it in L.A., he did it on TV. Yeah. I think he's doing another one now, something different. But I laughed so much. There was four of us. I had... um uh, a family friend, my youngest son, and another guy, one of my nephews was there. We laughed so hard that a couple of times, here's the stage, he's talking. I had to turn around. I said, I can't listen. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted from laughing. It was it was truly that funny. It was, it was awesome. Jeez. So, uh, you know, Super Bowl MVP. Did you get some sort of car? I got a Subaru. Yeah. You got a Subaru? A Subaru, yes. They had Subarus in ni- in 1987? Yeah, I, I guess so, because I they gave me one. Is it good? You still got it? I do. What do you do? You use it? It's just sitting down in Kentucky. But I go to New York to get the car, the city. They have that, you know, a luncheon. And they go, okay, here it is. Get in it for us. I'm like, it's small. <laughs> it was really, okay, here I am. How do I look? No, but it was great. Who cares what the car was? It's what it stood for. Exactly. We, we never, we never got a car. I never got. I just got a trophy. You didn't get a car? Oh, no car. Super Bowl MVP. They yeah. No, nah, they stopped it. Wow, they were giving away Escalade, Escalades, Cadillacs, GM products. Didn't think, get, didn't the get Pro anything. Bowl, they give it. You were, were you a Pro Bowl MVP too? No. I think they give away cars no there, Bowls. don't they? Yeah, they used. I don't know. I don't. I, don't I didn't either. go. Didn't know. I don't know. Well, I the one I played in, I was in, fortunately the MVP, and John Robinson was the coach. And after they named me the MVP, he goes, "Do you get a car?" I said, "I don't know. Do I? That'll be awesome." You know, <laughs> I got a trophy about this big. I got a cool trophy. They they give a they cool, gave you a yeah. Gun? They give you like the the like the whatever the bra- uh, silver football. The silver, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, actually. Was it Tiffany's? Yeah. My mom. It's at my mom's house. Oh, it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was disappointed in the trophy too. <laughs> no car no trophy holy christ just lucky to get out of the game no one you know and i remember when it was over i said i'm never coming back i said i'm not doing this again this was torture is there anything we missed about this game about the game no i don't i don't know what to say about the, it was you, you know when i i i've watched the game probably two or three times and i just couldn't get over how fast it went by in other words it, it seems long or whatever. I don't know what I was thinking. Then I watched the game. I go, wow, that game went quick. And wow, we could have lost it like seven different times. Yeah. You know, that's what really kind of gets me. When you look back, oh my God, we stopped Elway. Oh, he missed a field goal. You know, you just start thinking of all the breaks that kind of go your way or you create. 
And I think that was the biggest thing when I see it. Oh, my God, who was Ricky Hunley, their middle linebacker. You know, I watched the game once, and I just went, oh, my God, he was a superstar. He made every tackle. I mean, he and he was pissed off, too, the whole game. Get up, he kicked people. You know, oh, I'm sorry. You're good. But, I mean, he was good. unbelievable. How? But I would have never known that unless I sat down and watched the game again. You know, some of the guys that played so great, Carl Banks was that whole postseason he was killed. Oh my God. It was yeah. he was the MVP really of the whole postseason. In fact, John Madden even said, everybody talks about Lawrence Taylor. Right now, the best linebacker in the NFL is Carl Banks. Wow. He said wow. it on the air, which is a big thing for and John Madden loved Lawrence. So him for him to say that was tells you how great Carl Banks was during that, that postseason. So Well, Mr. Sims. Phil. Nice. I do like your shirt. Yeah, I wore this to make you comfortable. Yeah. Well, I'm sweating like I... It's uh, hot in here. It is hot. Good. It's hot. You know, yeah. when you get older, you sweat a lot. Do you know that? I, I don't. I'm still... Well, you'll see. It's I, things to look forward to. It's heat. Oh, you're always hot. Always tired because you can't sleep as well. I mean, everybody, oh, yeah. But no. you can't look forward to the having a vodka cocktail with the wife and, and cooking. You can look yes, forward to those things. I do. Them. it's a simple place. it's a simple and thing. you know we're empty nesters you know of course my kids are all old or they got i got grandkids and they go oh, how's it in his empty nest you miss the kids no it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so we got the house to ourselves i don't have to worry about it. we don't have to make dinner for these every night and i you know it's it's great it's great from the man the myth the legend yeah, of new york Football Giants. The New York Football Giants, Phil Sims. Yeah, no, let me finish up with this. I got to say, nobody in history has sucked the life out of one game more than me and Joe Namath. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm here because of that game, not my career. I mean, everything I do, it's just because of that game. It really is. Well, you, you showed up when it mattered most. Well, big players make big plays in big games. Mr. Sims, and that's exactly what you did for a long time. Tough football player. We appreciate you coming on. I can't wait. You have a podcast? You have what do you have? have No, I just go on everybody's podcasts. No, I I don't want to do a podcast podcast. king. I if people call me, I said, Yeah, can you wait till next week? I got two other ones this week. Yeah, I'll do them. You know, I know all the people and it's fun. You're good at it. Well, I don't know if I'm good at it, but I don't want to do one. All right. You know, I'm looking not that I'm scaling back because i if i work till i always say if i work till i'm 90 i'll break even yeah so why why is that well because i'm the the money shredder yeah Yeah. you're oh you're you're, what the money shredder my wife (laughs) (laughs) my wife goes shopping i love it i don't care she said she'll tell you the story she'll go shopping she shows i said i love them let me see the bill i go diana this dress you know what costs so and so and you know what her answer is you know, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, this has been going on. I made the mistake in 1983. No, wait, my daughter was born in um, 84. So maybe it was 87 or whatever. My daughter's young. I said, you know, Diana, I don't care what you and Deirdre, you can buy all the clothes you want. doesn't mean anything because clothes were cheap then. Yeah. Well, now here we are, what? 30 some years later and it's still going on. And uh, it, those clothes are not cheap anymore. So, oh well. Well, from the man who's married to the... The money shredder. Money shredder. She's proud of it. 
<laughs> Women shopping, man. Oh shoot, it's true. Well, look, thanks for having me on. It was Get out of here. Thank thanks you for having us. Thanks all for right, coming on, spending the time. Anytime. Unbelievable stories. You ever need anything? All right. Games with names. Gotcha. All right, man. You're the best. You're the best. Good stuff, Thank you, man. He was great. He was good. Yeah, really good. I, I mean, it, it's he's a professional, and he's your buddy. I mean, it's yeah. cool. He's your coworker. Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's a New York legend. I told I told a good friend of mine who's also a native New Yorker, uh, my friend Matt Salakus, who uh, who directed one of my specials, and he uh, he goes Phil Sims. I said, yeah. He goes, that's a fucking legend. He is tough competitor. Yeah, great stories. Uh he's just tough, you know. And the Giants defense. That's crazy that he has all those intel. I mean, it probably made him a, a a better quarterback every day going against him. And just to hear that these these teams went live on Super Bowl week with a scrimmage, that's crazy. I, I, mean, don't, I mean, don't you think that is part of what made Tom so great? Is that it, some of those Patriots? We didn't have we didn't go live on a you know. I know, but you you were going against. He went against the defense. Definitely, definitely going against defense. But I'm just saying the brutality of what the game was when Mr. Sims was playing. Like, he didn't even... He doesn't even remember getting a, a personal foul on him, like a, a roughing the a quarterback. I mean, we're seeing guys sneeze him. on quarterbacks, fart on quarterbacks, and they're getting 15-yarders and a fine. Yeah, Like, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. To, I mean, you watch some of these highlights. I, I think there's a highlight of him picking up his teeth because... He was getting. Are you serious? Th there's these quarterbacks used. By the to way, get, farting on a quarterback would be the best celebration dance ever. <laughs> After a sack, just, just like lifting up a leg, that's a that's a badass celebration. <laughs> or just piss on him like a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah, just fake fake like a zipping down. It. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Let's settle the prop bet. Did we do it? Did we get it? We must have done it. I had five. Damn. We have five. We got to review the tape. I'm getting a lot of. A lot of conflicting messages here, but I got five. Damn. I'm sorry, guys. Under. There's no reason to be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll take it, Jackie. What's the legacy for this game? I think it's, you know, Big Blue Wrecking Crew. This this set up who the Giants franchise wanted to be until now, honestly. Whenever the Giants win, it's because of the defense. We've had killer quarterbacks who rise to the occasion. You know, Sims, Eli, but like... Let's be real. You make it this far in the playoffs with a great defense. Uh, complimentary football teams. Yeah. You know, defense got teams that know how to play with each other. Uh, you know, and and you know, just with with Parcells and how he was trying to push buttons to get the best out of his players, that'll always stick out from just hearing the stories from Sims. Mr. Sims performance in the Super Bowl. 88% completion percentage, getting yeah. the Super Bowl MVP, you know, five consecutive drives with touchdowns at the end of the game. That's, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, this was, that was a, they were losing at halftime and blow them out. That's, that's adjustment. That's players making big plays in big situations and great coaches giving great information. So, you know, that was pretty cool. Also, Belichick's first taste of a Super Bowl. Yeah. As a, as an assistant, then he, he got carried off. We didn't even ask him that. He didn't ask him that. So what's the lasting image for this? 
I mean, it's pretty crazy that this was the first time they ever said we're going to Disneyland yeah. because that's all you think about when you were a kid. When you went playing in the backyard with your boys, having an imaginary game or whatever. Like you always dreamed about saying, "I'm going to Disney World. I'm going to Disneyland." It was wholesome. It was wholesome. It wasn't like I'm going to the titty bar. It's like I'm going to Disney, and the kids were like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm going to Disneyland." That and the Gatorade splash. The Gatorade Splash is an ep on Parcells, who's this iconic coach. And I, all because they didn't, they were mad at him during the week. I remember he said he started, they started it because he was an asshole all week. You don't so realize that's an aggressive move. Like, you think that's like, we love you, coach, but it's, that's like, fuck you. Here's your Gatorade. It's so funny to see the reactions of these coaches when they get hit with the cold. It's so funny. Because it's not, because it's the greatest moment, but you're just sticky. Isn't that weird? You're just like, I'm just covered in, you know, sugar. Uh, yeah, but in defense of an, like what nutritionists could say, if they're thirsty with all the amount of energy output that they, even coaches do, just standing out there, maybe just give a little lick. Get a lick. Get a little sugar. But also, dude, you're in Pasadena. He's getting eaten up by mosquitoes after that. No, there's no mosquitoes in, in Cal. That's humidity. That's humidity? That's humidity. Something, some flies are mm, nothing? nothing? I've been to California. There are flies nah. out there debatable jacket on that we gotta i'm help. just saying there's no humidity there's no bugs how about i got another lasting image for you bavaro in the end zone and the shot above him 16 to 10 giants because that's the that's the touchdown where they start to never look back yeah that's pretty badass that was a phys physicality too lasting image that's just a physical team physical yeah. on offense you you could just tell Mr. Sims, just a tough guy. Defense, we don't even have to talk about that. Have we just no LT Banks, the the badasses. Yeah. Jack, what do we forget? We got a couple things here today. Uh, Phil mentioned Billy Crystal baseball talk. Billy Crystal actually went to Marshall on a baseball scholarship. Wow. But the program got suspended before he could play a game, transferred back to NYU. The rest is history. Rumor even has it he was classmates with Oliver Stone and Christopher Guest. Mm, so well, those are some some good. Well, yeah, you go to NYU, you're giving up on sports. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it ain't Marshall. No. You don't say we are NYU. <laughs> it's done. We are. <laughs> what? Uh, any, anything? The violets over there in NYU. Um, we talked about Dan Marino setting the passing record or passing attempts record at 6:23 that season. It's been blown out of the water, just to put it in context. Brady had 719 passing attempts last season. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... And that's not even first. Matthew Stafford in 2012, 727. Extra game. Yeah. Extra game. And they they just throw the ball so All much day. Now. We All day. Uh, we also talked about the wind uh, in the wind bowl and the equated it to Bill taking the wind in a 2013 game against the Broncos. 24 nothing comeback. Patriots end up winning in overtime. Bill takes the win. Jules finished with nine catches, 110 yards, two Damn. TDs. Bad oh, too tutty. It's not a bad day. day. Against the wind. But great Bob Seeger song. Just be running against, against the wind. Against the wind. Love Bob Seeger. Seeger rules. Turn the dude. page, buddy. Oh, that's the the road song. Oh. It's perfect. <laughs> All right, we got two more. Dr. Pepper. Jeez. I know we're got a packed one today. Uh F today. The the prune juice rumor has nagged Dr. Pepper since the 1930s. It's a unique blend 
of natural and artificial flavors. No prune juice. Yeah, it's, but it it's is prune. a rumor. It is a rumor. Yeah. It is persistent. How rumors get started. That's like the Richard uh, Gear gerbil in the ass. It's probably not <laughs> true, but it, it must really hurt him. You know? Does he, he, there's got to be some truth. I, who knows? I mean, it's got to come from somewhere. I know. But that's got, if that's not true, that's got to stink. What was, what, how many years ago was that? I don't know. Because the gerbil thing was like a hot topic for a second. It had to be post Pretty Woman. He's not landing a, a, a romantic comedy lead as the gerbil guy. I mean, with that, he's a silver fox. That's pretty handsome. He is handsome. He's a handsome guy. Good looking guy. Good looking guy. That rumor's been around since 98. Wow. The gerbil? The gerbil, yeah. That's gerbil? No, but that's post Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. Way post. Yeah. yeah. Primal um, Fear, solid Richard Gere movie. <laughs> Young Ed Norton. All right. One last one. Last one. Phil was a talker on this episode. Phil was a talker in the post-game interview of this. So CBS did not get to air one shining moment, which we now know is played after every NCAA tournament. It was supposed to be for the Super Bowl. The lyric was, the ball is kicked. And we now know it has been changed to the ball is tipped for the NCAA tournament. They saved it. Used it for the NCAA tournament. Now it's legendary. What are we even talking about? You know the song they play at the end of every NCAA tournament? Absolutely not. No, I don't. The we know Bob Seger. Huh? Well, you guys got to watch some college hoops. I don't know. It. I mean, we watch it. Oh, man. I don't know All the right. song. I'm usually knocked out of my bracket in like the first three days. Oh, I, I stink. All right. Not a guy. We gotta I mean, I'm not doing as badly as Julian is in our fantasy football league, but I won I won this last week. <laughs> did you? I, I actually did lost. get murdered in my uh Pickums league uh with inside the NFL. Literally. I I think I need to just start, I went four for twelve. Four for twelve. I I I'm gonna start making my picks and then turn in the opposite. That's what I have to I mean I, I it's it's fucking disaster. Yeah. <laughs> These fucking handicappers. Let's so name the game. It's tough. I, I think it's got to be. Uh, I'm going to Disney World game. I don't think that's it. Although that's that's a good name, but it's that's after the game. You can't call the game something from the post game. Uh, the Gatorade shower game. It's that's a great image, but I don't think that's it. I think it's got to be Mr. Sims goes to Pasadena. Mr. Sims goes to Pasadena. That's good. It's very children. Or just call it the Giants' first Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's pretty. That works. Which way are you leaning? Let's give Mr. Sims his roses. Let's do it. Give us a lot of time. Mr. Sims goes to Pasadena. It's like Curious George goes to Pasadena. Mr. Sims goes to Pasadena. That's that's, that's good. I like Curious that. George fucking rules. I used to love Mr. that. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. What? I think it's a riff, riff on uh, yeah. the movie. Oh, holy smokes. Yeah. No, but Curious George was good. I'm like, I'm like, they escaped, for two. I think they escaped the Nazis. Isn't that the story? With Curious George, they escaped the Nazis with only their books and they, and they like came and started up. I think that's the whole Curious George story. Really? Yeah. Gotta look into that. Look into that. It's a good, how do we score the game? Uh, stakes. Stakes are high. It's the Super Bowl. First Super Bowl for the New York football giants that, Pretty much starts their lineage. It's interesting because, like, stakes now you look at for the Broncos, they're high, but you know, Elway won two at the end. It's not like he would be back. He would so be back. So you can't go as high for that. But for the Giants, the stakes are high, I think, because you have this amazing defense. If you don't deliver with this team, it's it's a letdown. They've got 
They've well, got they, the blew the, they blew the brakes off of the 49ers. Yeah. So the stake, like, if this was their shot. Yeah. Because the Niners were the team of the 80s. Exactly. So I think the stakes are pretty high for the Giants. Yeah. I would say nine, flat. Nine. Flat nine. Yeah, nine oh. Yeah. Star power. I mean, we have, there's so many Hall it's of huge. Famers on. It's a huge star there's, power. Because you have to, not just the players, but the coaches. Very true. I mean, this is. This is like a nine three, maybe. Is that crazy? I mean, you got Elway, LT, Sims, Banks, Belichick, Parcells. Big name. RC. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta go. Nine two. What do you? What do nine you... two. That's it's it's tough. That's nine two. I'll get. I, we gotta go nine two. Gameplay. I mean, the goal line stand was good. It was a back and forth battle in the first half, but then it became a. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't an amazing game. No. It's not like it came down to the wire or something. No. What do you think? Like eight two, seven eight, seven four. Six eight? Kyler's a hater, man. Seven two. Seven two. It's a seven. It's pass. It's really good. The name is I, I I can't go too high in the name. Mr. Sims goes to Pasadena. Cause it, it's what, like a seven? You're going lower? Five six? All right. Five six. Are we disrespecting him? Mr. Sims, we're gonna hear from him. We we said it. It's in. Let's see what the great Kyler, is. dude. The Russian seven point eight. That's pretty good. The Iron Iron Man match was a nine or eight. What was it? It was a eight eight. That's in eight, third eight, place a right now. Full point. Yeah, well, the Iron Man match was pretty hardcore. It was pretty hardcore. I mean, it's New York Football Giants. I well, look. I would love to go higher here. I am just saying. But you gotta, we got to be. We got to honor the score. The game. We play. have to honor the score. But I just want people to know. Like I tried to give them more, and you know, Sam just said, "Hey, nah, dude, you." We, it's right where it's at. Remember, uh, games with names on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're everywhere. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Uh, comment on a game. Rate and review us. Swipe up. Yeah. Rate, review, comment, like, and talk to us. And Curious George, anything? You were correct. Boom. Suck it, Nazis. You couldn't stop Curious George. Bared you. <laughs> Bared you for life. And that was a fun episode. And Classic. That's all for this episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to our sponsors and to our great guest, our Mr. Sims. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morell. We'll see you next game. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.